0: I'm Molly Cash, and this is The Self-Support Show, episode 48, Two Self-Care Mistakes. Welcome to The Self-Support Show. Self-support is a commitment to and practice of meeting your own needs no matter what. My hope is that through self-support, moms can recover from burnout and feel alive again without having to sacrifice their family. If that sounds good to you, you're in the right place. Thanks for listening. Hey, did you hear that? We got some new stuff, got a new name, new intro music, trying it out. Today, we're talking about two self-care mistakes that you might be making. First, I'll tell you the main problem that I see with self-care. Then I'll tell you about mistake number zero because there are actually three. Then the other two and what to do about it. So the big problem that I see with self-care is that nobody can agree on what it actually is, what it looks like, how you do it. There are lots of people um, like selling self-care like, oh, hey, this facial, you need it. It's self-care or this massage or this retreat or whatever. And I'm not against any of those things. I think they're great. I'm just pointing out that there is a huge range of things being marketed and sold as self-care and some of them even like conflict. So I don't think we have a very clear definition of what it is. And there's a good reason for that because people are all different. And so we need different things. And therefore different things and different kinds of self care are going to work for different people. But because we like to look around and see what other people are doing and then do that too, or we are advertised to and we do what we're told by companies that want our money. Like we all do this, right? Like I'm not calling anybody out. It's just kind of our lifestyle. But we end up doing things that might not work for us. And then we think, Self-care, it just doesn't work. Or worse, we think I'm the problem because this works for so-and-so. Why doesn't it work for me? It must be me. I'm the problem. But another problem that arises from this like confusion about what self-care really is is we sometimes end up doing a lot of self-indulgence in the name of self-care, which can actually make things worse. Think about a toddler who's overtired. It's past nap time. They need to go to bed. And so they're grumpy about everything and they see cookies and they're like, I want a cookie and they're throwing a fit about this cookie. Is the cookie going to help? No. What they really need is a nap. You know that the cookie is going to make things worse because first of all, they won't be going to sleep. Secondly, the sugar is going to like hype them up and make them like crazy and unable to go to sleep and no shade at all. If you have given the kid the cookie, I've definitely done that before. But in that case, you know you're gonna deal with some consequences, right? But with ourselves, we kind of forget about that whole part of what we actually need and we just go for like, treat yourself, right? I am not saying you should never treat yourself. I'm just saying it's not always what you need and sometimes when you treat yourself instead of giving yourself what you really need, it's going to make things worse. Because if you need a nap and instead you eat cookies, It's not really going to help. Not for very long, at least. Okay, so we all have these different ideas of what self-care even is, a lot of which are just indulgence, which, again, there's nothing wrong with self-indulgence. It's just not always what you need, okay? But with all these different ideas of what self-care is, I decided we need a new term, okay? Self-support. I made that up to mean a commitment to and practice of meeting your own needs no matter what. So, when I refer to self support, I don't just mean pedicures and chocolate cake. I don't just mean being kind to yourself and having, you know, positive self talk. And I don't just mean taking great care of your body and eating awesome food and whatnot. I mean taking a look at yourself, the whole self, figuring out what you need and making it happen despite all the obstacles in your way, because there will be some for sure. All right, problem number zero, which I'm not gonna spend much time on, is thinking that you don't need self-care, okay? Or self-support. I'm gonna just say self-support from here on out. Um, Thinking, I'm fine, I don't need this, or I shouldn't need this. You are a human, okay? You have needs, you gotta treat yourself like a person and take care of you. You are your first responsibility, and if you don't take care of you, eventually somebody else is gonna have to. So don't be thinking it's the kind thing or the selfless thing to neglect yourself because enough of that eventually leads to total burnout and then somebody else has to step in and take care of your responsibility. Oh, and by the way, other people are bad at doing this. You are the best person for taking care of yourself. If you're counting on somebody else to do it, you're probably going to be disappointed. I don't mean others can't help or contribute or that they can't have anything to do with you meeting your own needs because they totally can but you've got to be the one in charge of that. All right, so problem zero is out of the way. Yes, you need to take care of yourself, done. Now problem one relates to this idea that we don't agree on what self-care actually is. It is not assessing your actual needs. You can just do kind things for yourself and that's great, but if you don't know where you're at, it's really difficult to know which direction you need to move. So how do you assess what you need? Well. It can be tricky, but I think a great place to start is with the very basic human needs, food and water, sleep, moving your body, having some time to yourself to think, having something to keep your brain stimulated, and whatever kind of practice keeps you feeling grounded and connected to yourself, to nature, to the universe, whatever you feel you need for your soul. I have found that more specific needs beyond those tend to show themselves to you when you start paying attention to your basic needs. When you start building this kind of relationship with yourself where you not only pay attention to you and what you need, but make those things happen and not just once or twice or here and there, regularly. When you regularly take care of yourself, you are showing yourself, I've got you, and That is when you'll start to notice the other things that you need. And not only that, but those needs that are higher up on the the pyramid, I forget that guy's name, but I'm sure you've seen this pyramid of needs, the hierarchy of needs. Those higher ones are not less important than the lower ones. It's just that they are very difficult to attain if your lower basic needs are not being met. If you're not getting enough sleep, it's hard to even find some higher purpose, let alone, carry that out, make it happen. So assess your needs, start with the basics, maybe get a piece of paper and write down water, food, sleep, etc., and just go through and see how you're doing. Identify one need that isn't being met regularly and get to work on it. Show yourself that you have got you, that you will take care of you, no matter what. Think about what is stopping you from getting that need met and how you can get past that obstacle. I like to get really specific with this. Recently, um I was working on sleep. Sleep's a tough one for me cuz I don't like to go to bed. I never have been an early to bed person. So that combined with whatever other factors, um it's just always a struggle for me. So recently I was like, okay, why am I not getting enough sleep? And I d- identified that I've been doing revenge procrastination. Have you heard of that? It's like we're Uh, You didn't get time during the day to do what you wanted to do. And so you like shoot yourself in the foot at night by staying up late doing whatever you wanted to do earlier. It's it's silly and yet (laughs) it's understandable. So I noticed I was doing a lot of that and I decided what I'm going to do is decide what I want to accomplish right at nine. In theory, I'm done like parenting for the day at nine o'clock. It doesn't always work out that way. But I have the power to shift gears about nine o'clock and start doing something else. And so if there was like work stuff I wanted to finish up or stuff around the house or reading or relaxing, a show I wanted to watch or something, if I decide ahead of time what that thing is that I'm going to do at nine or once I'm done with the kids, that helps me kind of have an end point to it. So it's not just, okay, the kids are down, now time to endlessly do anything I can think of that I wasn't able to do earlier. Now, I'm still working on this. It's not like a habit yet, but it's been kind of nice that I decide like one thing, this is what I'm gonna do when I'm done with the kids. And then after that, time to get ready for bed. And it's made going to bed the next logical step after completing that thing that i planned to do instead of something that's pulling me away from this never-ending list of things that i could be doing anyway enough about me and my sleep the the point is to identify what is stopping you from getting that need met and then get creative and find a solution to fix that one specific hurdle does that mean there are no other hurdles to me getting enough sleep no But last I checked, you only jump over one hurdle at a time. I don't actually know anything about track and field, but I can't imagine, I don't know, maybe they put two next to each other, but you're not gonna jump over all of them at once, okay? One jump at a time, one hurdle at a time. Identify one thing, get creative, find a solution, and then on to the next. Okay, and that leads me to problem number two, which is thinking that, Your needs are constant, and once you figure out how to meet all your needs, you can just do that forever. I really used to believe this, and I spent so many years trying to figure out the magic formula that was going to just take care of me forevermore. And I am so sorry, but it just doesn't exist. The only constant is change, right? So yeah, our needs change too not only our needs, but our priorities change over time as well. And I am a firm believer now that needs change. And there's not one formula that it's going to be set forever and always take care of my needs. But I still kind of made this mistake recently. Because I kept trying to fill a need that was an old need. And I just kind of assumed I still needed that and I don't. Let me explain. So about five years ago, I found myself uh, painfully, excruciatingly bored in my life. Okay, I was overwhelmed and bored at the same time. And if you've been there, you totally get it. And if you haven't, I know that sounds crazy, but that was my reality. And I decided what I needed was some mental stimulation. I needed something other than laundry and making dinner and taking care of little kids to think about, to challenge my brain, to focus on and learn. Because I'd been doing all that stuff for 10 years, and it's not like I had mastered it all or anything, but it just wasn't like an interesting challenge for my brain anymore. It had become total monotony, and I was miserable. I feel like I should say there still were many aspects of that that I enjoyed a lot. It's just that my brain had this need to be stimulated in a way that it wasn't getting. So I tried to solve for that. I started life coach training and I became a life coach and I started a business and I started doing all of these things and it fit the bill. It was great. Now, fast forward to a few months ago, let's say November, December-ish, okay? I was doing all the regular family things, including like getting ready for holidays and shopping and all that. I was also getting ready to start um, a brand new group coaching program in my business and you know doing all the marketing associated with that. I had created a planner like a paper planner and so I was figuring out how to get that um, professionally printed and produced and shipped and all of that. I was also just starting to be involved with um, helping with music direction in a local musical production so I was learning all the music for that. I had also just taken on the role of PTA treasurer so I was learning how to do that job and oh yes my basement was under construction and so I was doing things like picking out tile and paint color and coordinating with contractors figuring out you know how the cabinets were going to be like all kinds of stuff like that and all of these things I had never done any of them before so all of them were a challenge for my brain and they were fun challenges and I liked all of them and I didn't want to drop any of those things but my brain was exploding. It was just like, I could barely get through a day and I, I started dropping all these balls. I couldn't remember anything. I'd forget to text people back. I would forget about appointments. It was crazy. And what I finally realized was that I had opened the floodgates to like, yeah, mental stimulation, bring it on, I want all of it. And I hadn't actually checked back in to see how I was doing with that need. Meanwhile, my kids had gotten five years older. I'm not chasing toddlers anymore. We're not playing cars and Legos all the time. Most of my kids do their own laundry and they're more helpful around the house and with dinner and things like that these days. So what they need from me has shifted from being very physical to more mental, more emotional. So my parenting game had become more of a mentally stimulating thing while I was welcoming in all these other mentally stimulating things, arms wide open. And I failed to assess and see that maybe what I needed was a little bit less mental stimulation. I'm still juggling this, by the way, because I have a lot of things that I love to do and I don't want to drop them. Granted, we're past the holidays now, that musical production is over basement is pretty much done. So I don't really need to think about that anymore. So it has calmed down. But my mistake was turning on the mental stimulation valve and not checking again to see if we still wanted that wide open or not. When I finally realized what was going on, even though I knew I didn't want to drop any of those things or I couldn't at the moment, I decided what I need is some quiet time every day to just lie down and not think about anything. And that became one of my most important daily practices was to just lie down on my bed for even just five minutes, I would focus on my breathing. Because that also helps me get out of you know, fight or flight or, or that stressful mode. And just let my mind rest. So again, I'm not perfect at that. But it has become really important to me to try to make that happen every day. Even if it's just for a few minutes, And I'm also on the lookout now for other ways I can offload things from my brain because I want to be available emotionally and mentally for my family in addition to making sure that I'm still challenged and learning for my own needs and I don't want to feel like my brain is exploding all the time like I did a few months ago. So that one was kind of a double whammy because it changed as my kids got older and it also changed as I like... Filled that need and then some. So maybe that was a little extreme, but these things happen. Your life stages determine your needs to a certain extent. And if you don't pay attention to how they change, you're not going to know how to take care of yourself. So both of these problems one, not assessing, and two, thinking that once you figure it out, you're set for life they can both be avoided by just checking in with yourself regularly. I try to do this once a week. Usually it's on Sunday. I kind of take a look at the upcoming week and see what demands are placed on me that week and what I'm going to need, um, how I can best support myself through that week. And I make a plan for meeting my needs. I am pretty good at taking a look at my very basic needs. I want to expand this a little bit to just remind myself of those things like mental stimulation that I might be overfilling or underfilling. So I hope this sparks some ideas for you. I hope you can really own that your needs are as unique as you are and you can't just do whatever somebody recommends for self-care, you've gotta check in with you and find out what it is you specifically need right now because it'll be different from last year and even different from last week. Check in on the regular, make a plan and start showing yourself that you are serious about meeting your own needs consistently. It will do wonders for your confidence, for your relationship with yourself, and for your overall well-being. Thank you for listening. Go take care of yourself.